Father, let every heart of stone be crushed. And Lord, please give unto us the heart of flesh. That, Father, your word will find a place in us. Make our heart fertile for your word. Father, I am just a vessel. Take me aside and speak your word. Any obstacle to your word, any hindrance to your word. The Bible says we overcome by the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Today, because of your blood, we are overcomers. So, Father, we speak and we rejoice. And we are glad for you have given us the victory. In your name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. Amen. Shall we please be seated? We want to thank God for such a moment and time like this in his presence. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. There is a certain level of grace. There is a certain level of liberation. There is a certain level of peace that we receive when we come under his presence. And I want you to be rest assured today that you did not come to any man. You did not come to any man for we have nothing to give. But you came to the altar and the finisher of our faith. You are here. We are here because of Jesus. We are here because of the blood. We are here not because we think or we believe Pastor Kwame or Pastor Folarin can preach or can lead us into any type of fellowship. If that is our motive here, we are in the wrong place. We are here because the price has been paid. We are here because the only begotten son died on the cross for you and I. Hallelujah. I want to thank God for this privilege to speak not my word, but to speak the word of God. I want to thank God for your lives. I want to thank God for the leadership, Pastor Kwame. And Pastor Folar, and Pastor Kwame is not here today. He's not chilling. He's actually on an assignment, and he's in Lynchburg today. Amen. So don't call him after church and tell him that, Pastor, it was good that you were home because of the rain. No. <laughs> Pastor Kwame is actually in Lynchburg. So we want to acknowledge him even though he's not here. Amen. I want us to dive straight into the word of God because I just have two hours to preach and I don't want to use an hour to talk. So I want us to dive straight for the next two hours in the word of the Lord. Somebody shout amen. amen. If the two hours is too short, we can talk, we can preach for four hours if time permits. Hallelujah. Amen. Ah. We work for eight, eight hours and 10 hours shift every day, 12 hours and 16 hours. And even sometimes after the 16 hours, we pick over time. <laughs> but two hours scared everybody here. Amen. The word of the Lord is a lamp unto our feet and a light to our path. It's a lamp 
to our feet and a light to our path. In other words, it's the light that directs our steps. Without the word of God, we have no direction. All of us, we are lost. Today, I am privileged by the grace of God to talk on the message, the praise of his glory. Oh, I thought somebody would shout a big amen. The praise of his glory. By God's grace, we started with created to praise. And Pastor Kwame, Pastor Folarin, Pastor Atu has all gone through that series. So we are going to another dimension of praise. And this one is the praise of his glory. This is not the praise of my glory. Not the praise of your glory. But it's the praise of the glory of God. Last week, Pastor Folami defined praise as this. Praise comes from a heart of gratitude. And it reflects the character of the person that must be praised. It comes from a heart of gratitude. And that I also define praise as to confess and to give thanks, to honor. And because those two preachings are, all, are to combine, it's almost like an hour and a half. I'm just going to stop over there because I don't have an hour and a half. I said two hours and everybody was scared. So, based on two, these two definitions, it means that there is an act that happens. There is a certain act that has been or has taken place for us to show that gratitude. And that act that has happened or has taken place is or was not based on the merit of our faith. Neither is it based on the merit of our being. That act is not based on the merit of our physical stature. Because if it's based on that, then none of us deserve it. If the praise of God is to depend on our deeds and our works, then all of us, we will miss the mark. Because David said it right. He said, in sin I was conceived. And in the same sin I was born into. The praise of his glory. Now I just want to take a couple of seconds to define what glory is. The glory of God. In the book of Exodus chapter 33, Moses said something. Moses asked for something from God that was very peculiar and very important. After his encounter with God, after so many encounters, let me put it that way. After so many encounters with God, Moses came to the place and asked God, Father, show me your glory. Understand that this is Moses, this is Moses, the same guy that killed somebody, that fleed. The same guy that was think that leaving Egypt was just the end point of his stay. But yet God appeared to him in the form of a burning bush to go and tell the greatest king of all times. At that moment, came Pharaoh tell him that let my people go. And who is this God that sends Moses? So just tell him that I am that I am. So when it comes to physical encounters, Moses, his birth is even an encounter. 
the way God showed him grace and the way that he floated on the water itself is an encounter. When Moses took the Israelites and they came, they, 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 they came to the Red Sea, there was no way out and there, were, there was no way in for them to go. Yet God showed them a miracle. I don't know the amount of clothes. I don't know the amount of properties that the, Egypt, the Israelites, they took with them when, 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 they, when, they, when they went on the journey. But in that journey, the Bible said they lacked nothing. How can you be on the wilderness for 40 years and still lack nothing? I'm not 40 years old, but every day I am in need of something. When they were hungry, the Lord provided. When they needed water, the Lord provided. So talk, talk to me about personal encounters. Talk to me about miracles. Because will you see a big river divided into two and God said, let my people pass through. But regardless of all this beauty that Moses has seen God perform, there was more that he wanted. The Hebrew and the Greek defines glory as heavy. Heavyweight. But Apostle Joshua Salmon defines glory as this, and I want us to go with that. This is not my definition, so please don't hold me up. That's what I've quoted. Apostle Joshua Salmon defines glory as to manifest or to reveal, oh, hold on. To manifest or to reveal the glory of God means to make publicly, and I want us to underline that, to make publicly the infinite value and the wealth of God. To make public the infinite value and the worth of God. Calling men to honor, desire, and to desperately seek him. To make public the infinite value of God. Calling men to honor, calling men to desperately seek this God. What this means is that because of the glory of God upon our lives, our way of talking is different. Our style of living is different. Our way of progress is different. Because of the glory of God, which is the beauty of God, men has to see us and see a distinction. And that distinction is the beauty that God has clothed us. The glory of God. So if the Bible says we have been called to glory, that means that we, believers, you and I, we have been called to experience the beauty of God. So what Moses is saying or Moses said over here is this. I've seen the beauty of God. I've experienced the beauty of God. I've experienced all these miracles, but yet there is more in him. I want to say it this way, to be a container of God's glory, to be a container, that is us, to contain the glory of God, there has to be something about us that men will see. There has to be something different about us that will propel men to ask, who are these guys? That is the beauty. 
his glory. The journey that people take 40 years to, to go because of the glory of God, you, you, you don't take a shortcut, but you take less years. People have to wonder, why are you still smiling in this affliction? It's the glory of God. People have to wonder, why are you, why are you, why are you? There has to be something about you that should leave people always wondering. The glory of God. Why are these people always complaining? But yet Moses is still there. Why didn't Moses resign from the position that the Lord put, uh, placed him? Because if it, was, if it was just you and I, we would have given up so easily. This is leading a nation, a nation that can complain a lot. They eat, they complain about eating the same food. You give them water, they complain about drinking the same water. What else can you do to satisfy these people? Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 5. Actually, 1 to 6. So the main umbrella of today's message is the praise of his glory. And the subtopic for today is the reason for my praise. The reason for my praise. Ephesians chapter 1. I'm reading from 1 to 6. But I'm going to take my time to read the scripture. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus and faithful in Christ Jesus. See, most of Paul's letters, he writes and he, he actually acknowledges himself as a brother. A brother, a bound servant of God. Someone who was, who is a sinner. But, but in this very scripture, Paul went a little above that. He defined himself by what God has placed, what, what God has called him. He defined himself by the calling, the calling that God has placed him. In other words, when pastor calls you on the phone, most of the time, pastor is, I'm talking to you like, as a brother. But this time, you receive a call from God, and pastor is like, I'm talking to you as a pastor, and I'm talking to you as a man of God. I'm talking to you as your spiritual father. It means this is serious. Let's put all jokes aside. Let's see when, when I am your brother, I can say some things and go free. But when I am your pastor... I'm looking at Pastor Folarin because there is a certain level of grace and respect that comes with that office. So what I can say to even my wife, I cannot say it to Pastor Folarin. So this is serious business. Verse 3 going is serious business. Paul said, I am coming, I am writing this letter to you as an apostle, not just an apostle of men, but an apostle of Jesus Christ. By what? By the will of God. So in other words, everything that you will see in this letter is directed, orchestrated by the will and the direction of the Holy Spirit. So the Ephesians church cannot take this letter, this specific letter, they cannot take it for granted. 
every word that comes in this should be taken very serious. And he proceeded to verse 3 and said, Blessed be, the, name, be the, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessings. Blessed be the God, our Father of Blessed be the God, our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ. So what Apostle Paul is telling the church, the, church, the Ephesians church here, is that the reason for our praise, number one, is because we are blessed. The reason why we have to acknowledge God, the reason why we have to praise God every moment and every time of our life is that we are blessed. It's different. Not we will be blessed. We are blessed means that I already have it. It's inside of me. It's different when I tell you that I will bless you. But here he's telling them that church, you are blessed. With what? It's so this scripture is very important. I want to take my time. Because of lack of identity, especially we believers, we tend to be branded by men. Because we don't know who we are and we don't know what is in us, we tend to accept anything, any description by men, we accept it. So a Christian can tell you that I am poor and it's okay for them to say that. Somebody can tell you that I am done because why? He just lost a car or why? He just lost a job. So I am done. No, 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 no. The, the scripture is saying here that blessed be the, 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 the God our Father our, uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So our blessing, we don't have some blessing. Or needed we have part blessing. God has blessed us with what? All spiritual blessing. The reason why we have to praise him constantly is because we are blessed. You are blessed. I don't know the life that the Ephesians church was living at that moment. But the apostle has to make it very clear to them. You are blessed. So if men tell, if anyone come to you and tell you that you are not blessed, no, you are blessed. Not with some blessing. With all. I am blessed. Can you just put your hand in your chest, bottle and say, I am blessed. I am blessed. What a joy that is to know that I am blessed. With all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Christ. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, in Christ. The reason why the in Christ is so important is that because it's in Christ, no man can steal that from you. Because that blessing is not based on the merit of yourself or your work. 
but based on Christ, no matter what, no matter who you are, no matter where you find yourself, you are blessed. I must praise God because in my brokenness, I am blessed. In my moment of loss, I am blessed. I must praise God because the enemy can torture me and to steal everything that I have, but yet I am blessed. My joy is not dependent on physical circumstances. My joy is not dependent on my job. I like my job, but you can take it. I am blessed. Pays the bills, don't get me wrong. My family needs it. But even if I lose that, I am blessed. This is what the apostle wants the Ephesians church to know. And this is what God wants us to know. That we are blessed. Not with some blessings. So some of the things that you are searching for. So see, Apostle Paul came in a rap telling them that I am an apostle. So what I'm telling you is not based on man's wisdom. It's based directly from God. So what he's saying here is that you are blessed in your going out. You are blessed in your coming in. In the field that there is so much draft because of you, there has to be rain. Verse 4. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So this is another level. I am not just blessed. I am chosen. No, 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 no. It's different. Let's take this serious. You are not just blessed. I am not just blessed. Papa, I am chosen. I am chosen by the king of kings. I am chosen by the lord of lords. So men can pass me by. I don't care. I am chosen. There were so many women that has to pass through the king. And only one of them were chosen. Among all the fishermen, Jesus went to Peter. Peter. The angry Peter, the one who does not tolerate nonsense, among other fishermen, he chose him. What God is telling, he's saying here is that I chose you not, on, not based on the merit of your righteousness. So God knows that you will fall. He knows that and he understands that we will mess up. So many times we will mess up. But sometimes when we mess up because of lack of identity and because we don't know how blessed we are, because we don't know that we are chosen, the enemy tells us that this is the end of our life. No, you are chosen regardless of your flaws. I am chosen. That does not permit me to sin. But the righteous will fall seven times. When I fall because of the grace, I will rise up. chosen. I am chosen. The Bible says for many are called, but just a few of them are chosen. And you and I, we are among the few. 
Oh, shout to yourself and say, I am among the few. Hallelujah. We are chosen. First Peter chapter 2 verses 9 says, But you are chosen people. You are royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. God's special possessions. Let me read that again. I'm going to take the you away and I'll put I. First Peter chapter 2 verses 9. But I am a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. That you may declare the praise of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are chosen. You are chosen. Life may seem that you've come to the end of the road you are chosen. Finally, the, 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 the third thing that po Apostle Paul said is, verse 5, having predestined us into adoption, having predestined us into adoption, no, 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 let's pause for a second. Having predestined us into adoption, not as slaves. Read the scripture very well. Having predestined us to adoption. Not as slaves. Not as orphans anymore. But now as sons. By Jesus Christ to himself. According to the good pleasure of his will. The third reason for our praise is that we are no more orphans. We are no more slaves. Now, we are sons, children of God. Do you know what that means? I have three children, and I am done having children. What it means is that even for, let me go back, let me step back a little. Just go and just adopt. First of all, they have to run your credit check. I'm just kidding. Second of all, they have to do a, a criminal investigation on you. I don't know if that is part of it. The most important is the third of all, they have to check your income. To see that even if you can take care of yourself. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of another person. What God is saying is that I am the most, I am sufficient. I have abundance, so I have brought you into me to provide for you. I have brought you into me as a son to provide every need. See, I work and my wife work because we want every day, we want food on the table for our children. We want our children to wear the best clothes, even though it's not Gucci, but it still look good. God gives me that level, I'll give them Gucci. Because there's a reason why I'm working. The reason why I have to take my children to the best school is that I want them to progress the place that I am not. I want my children to be. And that is what God is saying. That I have adopted you into me to give you all the spiritual blessings, to give you everything that you can ask for, to give you all your needs, to provide for you. So now man sees us and we are no more slaves. 
Because slaves are bound. A slave cannot just go to his master's house and take whatever they need, but my son can go to my closet and wear whatever he wants to wear. The reason why we have to praise God is that we are now children of God. Galatians chapter 4 verses 1 to 6. I just want to read. You can read that home. John chapter 8 verses 34 to 36. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Anyone who has sinned is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family. But a son belongs to it forever. A slave has no permanent place, but a son belongs to it forever. You need, you know, I'm bringing my message to an end. In the book of Luke, when, the, when Jesus spoke about the parable of the prodigal son, when the prodigal son took everything, because legally he had the right to take it, even though he did not work for it, by virtue of he being a son, he has that right. When he has taken everything and went far, when he has messed up totally and decided to come back, do you know the first thing that his father, his father did? When his father saw him from afar and he ran to him, the first thing that he told his servants to do is to clothe him with the most expensive garment. Why? Why clothe him? Because that is what men see on the outside. No matter how decent I dress, if my children have any, any mess on, it defines who I am. No matter the tie that I will wear, if my children come to church with broken shoes and broken dresses, people don't see it and, 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 and tell their children that why do you have this on? They go to my wife and they come to me. Why? Because we are the parents. This is what God is saying. God is saying that I brought you into my grace to make you a decoration. I brought you into my grace to decorate you for men to see how good you are. for our praise. We are blessed. We are chosen. We've been adopted into sonship. Shall we please be on our feet? You and I, we have a reason to praise God today. We have a reason to honor God today. We have a reason to confess God today. For just two minutes, time is fast spent for two minutes. Just lift up our voices and just honor him. Let's lift up our voices, just bless him. The Lord has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. He has blessed us with all the blessings that we ourselves cannot even count. The Lord himself has called us as children, the Lord himself. He has chosen us. Father, we bless you. For Lord, we know that we are blessed. Father, we bless you this morning. Father, we know that we are chosen. Father, we give you all glory for we know that we are your children and then you are our father. The father of the fatherless, the father that does not fail. Bible says he is with us to the end of the age.
no matter what we do, God loves us. No matter how many times we mess up, God loves us. Father, we thank you for your blood. And we thank you for your love. Receive all glory this morning. Receive all honor. And receive all adoration. In Jesus' mighty name that we have prayed. Amen.